Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Somehow, some way, we made it to Friday. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Elliot's got the producer's job today he'll press the buttons make sure we sound good breaking news as we come on the air uh, ESPN Gainesville has confirmed that uh, Florida has granted the request of Jaden Rashada to be released from his national letter of intent so that's been done that saga Looks like it has now officially come to an end. Good for all parties concerned. Good for everybody here. There's a a very good story on this on ESPN.com today. And it's from varying people giving various uh, angles to the story. Now that this is done, now that this is officially done, I want to get your thoughts on this, but I think it's, it's, it's best for everybody to just say, move on. It's all you can do, really, but it's just, it, it's, it's been crazy. There are, and, and I, I I will tell you some news that isn't good. Uh, We had planned for a long time to have Scott Strickland here on Tuesday. Uh, Something has come up in his schedule, I was told today. So we are having to reschedule him. I don't know when. Uh, But as soon as I know, you will know, because I'm sure many of you still have questions uh, to ask him about NIL and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so hopefully that gets done pretty soon. Lots of activity this weekend. Gymnastics at Alabama. Swimming facing FSU. Both men's and women's basketball teams back in action. Gator men at Mississippi State. Gator women hosting Vanderbilt after losing to Tennessee uh, last night. So that kind of gets you caught up. Mississippi State 1-5 and five in the SEC versus a 3-3 three and three Florida team. So if you're Mississippi State, it's almost, you know, must win. And you, you want to beat somebody at home. They just lost to Tennessee, played Tennessee pretty well, uh, but in the end, lost. All right. We'll uh, open up the phone lines today. Football playoffs this weekend, too. Lots of good stuff. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I have a lot left over from yesterday. Jim asked a very interesting question. Isn't there a dichotomy between the university asking for boosters to donate money and then telling them, they're not entitled to know anything about what's going on with the program. 
I get it, Jim. Certainly understand that. However, I guess from a fan standpoint, how much are you entitled to know? Right? It, for example, the College of Journalism and Communications here, wonderful school that it is, goes out and seeks donations. Right? They. Well, does, does the donor need to know that Elliot's taking uh, 17 hours of, of credit? No, no, they don't. So, I mean, you know, at what level do you... But I get it. I, I, I get the point. Uh, it's true, though. Uh, all right. Kurt says, uh, this is from yesterday, I'm still surprised that 12 to 13 million is accepted by so many people. I doubt the figure was that high. UF needs to get on top of the situation because it's a terrible look and will continue to be an issue if they don't address it head on. Silence will not make this go away. Other programs will continue to slam the program left and right, even if Napier and Strickland had nothing to do with the alleged deal and numbers involved. That, Kurt, is true. You cannot tell me on the recruiting trail, they're not going to say, you don't want to get messed up with that. They'll, they'll, they'll renege on you that fast. And that is going to last, I think, for a while. He says, one reason Scott, Napier, and anybody else will be careful discussing this, there's a good chance he'll try to sue the collective. I have no idea. Um, don't think that John Ruiz or one of his Miami colleagues would not love inflicting some additional pain on the Gators. Let me tell you, I think I told you this the other day, but for those who didn't hear it, Cormani McClain, his road has been one that has been full of potholes and curves. I got this directly from a Miami coach. You all know people thought he'd sign here. He didn't. Then he said, I'm going to Miami. Then he, you know, kind of, uh, the entire coaching staff, the entire coaching staff had set up a meeting with McLean to sew him up and make sure he was going to Miami. He never showed. He never showed. Instead, he went to Colorado. Guess where he's going to go to school to play football? Colorado. That's just, that's just how, you know, things work nowadays. Pretty, pretty amazing what you have to do now when it comes to this sort of stuff. And then uh, let's see if I can find the video, I mean the uh, email here. Well, I'll get a call first instead as Elliot makes sure I get it. And I will tell you today, I tried, you know, most days I get guests and it's pretty easy. Today, it was like being in the dentist chair. It was like pulling teeth. <laughs> Slow turn, Bill. Good. That's a good opening caller. Hello, Bill. Hey, Steve. Uh yeah, the Gators are getting off to such a slow start in all these basketball games. 
maybe instead of them going out there and doing the layups and all the fancy dunks and all that, uh, why don't they get into a little 5v5, you know, for about five minutes, get warmed up, and uh, get ready to go when the game starts because, boy, they are flat when the game starts. Well, I don't, I don't know if, if you emailed me this yesterday, but somebody else emailed something similar. All right. My yeah. answer to you is, how do you know they're not doing that? I, I, you're not at practice. I'm not at practice. I mean, No, no, I don't mean practice. I mean right before the game. You know, instead of going out there and doing the layups and that silly stuff, let's get into a little uh, – 5v5 for about five minutes. I mean, they don't have to bang heads, but at least try to get the three shot going. There, there's the, three things in life I know of, Bill. Death, taxes, and that not happening. That's a shame. Yeah. I think it'd help them. All right, well, but thanks for the call. Buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. Can you see that? Like At your half court, you're going to go... I mean... There are things in practice I think you could certainly do. But you know what? I've learned this. And what we're going through now, maybe what maybe it would happen. I, nothing surprises me in sports now. Nothing. I never thought I would live to see the day when I would say nothing surprises me. Guess what? Nothing surprises me. Tampa Mike, after the loss to AM, tough loss. Credit to Florida for second half performance of not quitting. Good fight in the team. Can see the influence Coach Golden's having. Uh, and impressed in the first half. It made it so Florida couldn't push the ball. Uh, they tried initially off missed shots, couldn't make anything. And the combination with very poor shooting in AM's defense led to the low score. Florida clearly pushed it more in the second half. Credit Golden's adjustment. They tried to beat AM down before their tough half court defense could set up. Florida scored more in the second half. Well, Guess what? That wouldn't have taken much. But I, but I get the point. The offense this year is more creative than White's teams. You know what's funny about that? Have you watched Georgia play? Have you watched Georgia play? They're not playing games in the 50s and 60s. Maybe Mike White learned something from here, and he's letting them play a little more than maybe he did here. Just a thought. All right. Let's get some calls here, talk some sports on this last day of the week. 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Peyton says, did you read or hear the report next season's game at Utah be moved to a Thursday night? The last thing I had seen on that, I'll just be honest, that's been the furthest thing, was it was a possibility. If 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 it's been moved for sure, great but it was a possibility because of travel. And remember, Utah had plane issues getting out of here as well uh, when they were here. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alperstein. In NFL playoff news, the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs tomorrow in the AFC Divisional Round. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 4 p.m. The men's and women's swimming and diving team takes on Florida State today. Diving began at noon and swimming begins at 2. 
and football news. ESPN Gainesville has confirmed that the Gators football program has granted 2023 quarterback signee Jaden Rashada release from his scholarship. The Gators basketball team travels to take on Mississippi State tomorrow night. Live coverage of the game begins here at 8 p.m. In gymnastics news, the Gators travel to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Florida's off to a hot start this season with a 4-0 record. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yeah, I think we all kind of feel good when we can help other people, especially help people who are less fortunate or are going through some tough times. Well, that's something you can do by helping at-risk young boys who are at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. They are dependent upon people donating their unwanted vehicles cars trucks motorcycles anything any kind of any kind of vehicle they can use them because they refurbish these vehicles then they resell them so they learn real life skills in doing this your donations are tax deductible and they really go a long way towards helping these boys now if you want to know more about what the road heaver boys ranch in palatka does what its mission is, how long it's been doing what it's doing. You can just go to their website. You can Google Boys Ranch Palaka or go to rbr.org. You can learn more there, rbr.org. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. World-class fishing, crystal blue waters, endless sunshine. There's so much about Florida's waterways to enjoy. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission encourages you to take part in the National Spring Aboard Campaign and take a boating safety course today. You can take the course in a classroom or online. Just make sure you take a course. The knowledge gained by taking a course will make you and your family and friends safer and allow you to have more fun out on the water. To learn more, visit Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. The Gators are here. Corner right, three on the way. Good, good, good. Shoots off the glass and in. Foul of the play. This is Gator Country. Goes for the duck. Blocked from behind by Fudge. Angle right, three. Bang! Got it. That'll do it. A W for the Gators. This is Florida basketball on the Gator Sports Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, 
WRUF and online at WRUF.com. My generation. Welcome back. 392-825-8255. Email srussell at WRUF.com. Macy, hello. Hello? Yeah, this is ACG, not Macy, but I'll go ahead. Oh, okay, sorry. That's what I had on my screen there. Sorry about that. Yeah, no no worries, no worries. Um, I just want to make an observation on the whole NIL thing with Rashada. And and I've I've talked to friends about this and stuff, but I'll try to stick to the facts and then provide an opinion at the end. So how anybody in their right mind could pay a high school child $13 million for what they did, their performance in high school, it seems to me to be very disruptive to the overall setting of a team, and you know, p- p- finger pointing and why does he get this? And, and, and then the facts that I heard that uh, Napier doesn't even, he didn't even have anything to do with the money. Like, how is all this happening? I don't know much about NIL. Right when they started paying kids, i I couldn't believe it, and I got out of it. I, you know, I just I like football. I love Gator football, but I'm disgusted with the fact that you, we would be in a society where we would pay a kid 13 million dollars who's never played it down for us. I mean, am I the only person in the world that that thinks this way? I'm sure there's others. Yes. No, I'm kidding. No, of course you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. No. I mean, the that that's been. The toxicity of the situation is unbelievable and, and for my son to be watching this i haven't even told him about rashada because i'm embarrassed to even let him know that other adults would make decisions like that you know it we're sticking to baseball we're done with football you know not that baseball doesn't have nil but it's it's ridiculous that we're in a situation that this is even a scenario you know i'm Thank you for letting me vent. That's all I have to say. Okay. Like I said, I don't know all the facts, but, you know. You got it. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Let's get John here. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. So you you think there would be an issue if Florida kicked the other team off the court 15 minutes before the game started and had a little, <laughs> little scrimmage? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's thinking just do it half court, which, okay. I mean, oh, okay. you could do that, I think. Okay, I got it. Um I don't, you know, the the guy called said the game may be Thursday. I don't think that's a bad thing for the first game of the year. Um, I wouldn't want to do it, you know, any other time. But being the first game, I don't really think it matters. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah, second uh, thing I want to ask you is, um, and I'd love for someone to study this as the years go by, but Schools must be getting less money from donators since people are giving to this NIL. I mean, there's only a certain amount of money people can give. So don't you think that that's going to reduce what a school gets from from their donations? Why? Well, because there's, there's only – I mean, if someone gives a million dollars a year and that's all he can afford, and now he wants to give to NIL, doesn't he take some of that out of the million dollars a year? If, well, you're assuming that's how they want to have that done. 
In other words, well, I don't have to give I I don't have to give money to the NIL. I can give money no. to Gator Boosters, and sure. you know they can use that money. So, that I one of the problems I think Florida's got, and and you uh, unwittingly kind of alluded to it, is that there's all these different arms that are here that are doing similar things. The Gator Collective, right? Gator Boosters, the Athletic Association, the Alumni Association. They all go out, and, and the Gator Guard, and they all go out and try to get money. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a lot of places. So, you know, do they continue on their own as separate and distinct entities? Do they meet, you know, at a, at a, at a table somewhere and say, Hey, can we pool our resources? Can we do a better job in this? I, I think, again, this is all done behind the scenes. And I, I, I was having a conversation uh, with one of my former students last night about this, and we both agreed. If you had to pinpoint one, the, the biggest cause of angst with Gator Nation besides the whole thought of giving somebody all that money is that th- these collectives sort of operate without transparency. And I'm not knocking them. It's just not something that's out there where, you know, okay, this is what's, you know, you know where the money's gone unless they do something like women's basketball the other night where all the kids got $1,000 from something. That was, you know, a pre-planned event. Yeah, and I I appreciated that. I thought that was a great idea, um, but I didn't know that that the boosters or or those other organizations could actually give to NIL. Well, no, no, no. I mean, the point you made to start with was, I have a pool of money. Yeah. Right. Well, so where does that pool of money go? Does it go to Gator Boosters? Does it go to uh, the Alumni Association? Does it go to the Collective? Does it go to Gator Guard? Right? So they're all no, trying I, I to, to, to raise money. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize there were that many. Yeah, I was a picturing people give money to the athletic association that is used for improvements. That's kind of in my head what people do, you know, uh, like bowl gators. And, and now they're saying, well, I can I can give that money to the, to the athletic association, but I also want to give to NIL. So let me reduce this one and give some to the collective. Yeah. That's how I'm I mean, it. yeah, but I mean, the money, in essence, is the same. It's just going to a different pocket. It is, but it's it's less money for the guy at the university that wants to make Ben Hill Griffin improvements. Suddenly, he doesn't have as much because it's going to the student athletes now, you know, directly, I guess. I, I don't know. I just wonder, if you do a study in five years, if this process continues do these schools have less money for upgrades and that kind of thing than they used to well remember the the wild card in all of this is the money that these schools get from the television contracts that money that money's insane because they got better athletes i mean you're 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 right that's a different pool um but anyways i'll let you go all right great show yep thank you chris welcome to the show 
Hey, Steve. Um, I, I just I, I understand that like NIL is kind of the wild west right now, and it's a mess, and well, there needs to be some regulation. I kind of like what Texas Tech did, um, where every player got the same amount of money. Um, and they were required to do community service. Mm-hmm. They, they actually put a plan into place. But what, what they don't understand is the level of, like, vitriol and disgust. You had, you had a caller a couple callers ago that was like, me and my son are never watching football again. I mean, you know, the NFL let Deshaun Watson keep playing. Tyreek Hill got a four-game suspension for domestic violence. I mean, don't even get me started on Aaron Hernandez. There's plenty of reasons for you to, like, be mad at football. But the, a kid getting some money, and whether it's too much or too little, it just seems like the level of outrage doesn't match what is actually happening. I mean, there's janitors at UF that are making 15 bucks an hour. I, I, I would see that maybe, maybe that would be upsetting. At LSU, they said that they had libraries that were falling apart and yet found $50 million for football facilities. There's probably a way for you to be upset about something going on with uh, what we – what we feel and what we invest in sports, but an 18 year old kid getting some money, you know, no, but see, he, stop. It's not some money. Sense. It's not some money, Chris, you're, 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 you're making way light of the money. His issue is not getting money. His issue is $13 million worth of money for not playing a down. That's his issue. Not some money. Have- when you have NFL quarterbacks that aren't making that much, I, I totally understand why it's surprising. It's the level of vitriol when there's so many other things to be upset about. I mean, I've been complaining about coaches' contracts for 20 years. Usually I'm the voice in the void saying, why are we paying a coach $10 million when a professor is getting 80000 a year? I'm usually the lone caller. I stopped calling about academics many years ago because I'm the only one who ever complains about where we invest our time and energy. I just think the level of disgust and vitriol for what is actually happening doesn't match up. Something's not right there. There's something. There's an undercurrent there of some being upset about this. The level of what you're upset about doesn't match what's actually happening. Thanks, Steve. Okay, thank you. I, I think it matches for him. And look, I get it. I I certainly get that, right? If you're telling me, I I think you guys know this, okay? When this whole NIL thing started, I was all for it because of the ridiculous money that was being made, you know, from television, et cetera, and these kids were getting next to nothing. I don't think anyone, and I mean anyone, envisioned it would be like this. And I think that's, and I think that when you, especially I think older fans who remember the college model and, you know, scholarships and all that, and all of a sudden you're throwing out millions. I, I, I get it. 1229, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM. 850 AM WRUF. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Melden Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldenLaw.com. Again, that's MeldenLaw.com. Melden Law, we won't back down. 
Hi, Frankie Lane here from Lane's Yardware in Williston. The grass in your yard may be dormant right now, but it won't stay that short for long. In the meantime, keep those weeds on the fence line and around the house in check with a powerful new steel trimmer. At Lane's Yardware, we're here to help you keep your yard looking great all year long so you can proudly display your American flag. Lane's Yardware, located on Main Street in Williston and on the web at lanesyardware.com. Outdoor enthusiasts, springtime is just around the corner, so now's the time to stop into Polaris of Gainesville during the spring sales event for a new Tracker Marine boat. The 2023 models have arrived and the 2022 models are clearing out. Right now, save thousands on 2022 models and leave with a low payment and all credit is accepted too. Basser Biting and Polaris of Gainesville has the Pro Team 175, the best-selling aluminum fishing boat powered by Mercury Marine. Every model comes complete ready to fish. Basically, turn the key and go. If fishing is not your thing and being with family and friends is, then a Sun Tracker pontoon boat might just be perfect for you. Every model features multiple lounges and spacious room and are powered by the ultra-reliable Mercury outboard motor. Feeling salty? Mako boats powered by Mercury will allow you to chase the really big ones. Or maybe pre-owned fit your budget more. Polaris of Gainesville has a big selection to choose from. Have a boat you're not using or want to sell? We'll pay top dollar. So bring it for a quote on 441 between Gainesville and Alachua or visit PolarisofGainesville.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny skies turning partly to mostly cloudy this evening. Temperatures in the low 70s late in the afternoon. Overnight lows dropping into the upper 40s. There is a patchy fog possible tomorrow morning. Cloudy skies for most of our Saturday with an increasing chance for scattered showers and storms during the second half of the day. Highs limited to the mid-60s. Then on Sunday, showers early. Highs in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. And then he follows by saying, I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. <laughs> no, Not exactly, you know, words of inspiration. Like, like, did you hear what Lamar said? Let's go! The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. A rock icon has passed away. David Crosby. Uh, it's funny, he was just on social media Wednesday. And he just passed away suddenly. I think he was 80. Um, and, you know, I, I read something uh, that Graham Nash had written to him. And it the, the, the way it struck me, I mean, he was very complimentary you know, I, I appreciate the music we made. But they were feuding. I mean, they were feuding for years. It didn't take somebody to die to say, oh, you know, he was my friend. It's, it's, life's short. Uh, and, of course, how, how, it, it's one thing to be a member of one iconic group, but two, the Birds and Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. So, yeah, big, 
big loss in the rock and roll world. John, hello. Yeah, I agree with you there, Steve. Hey, uh, before I get to the, the playoff games, it's like I, I think it's no-brainer, but I saw the Dolphins clean house on their defensive coaching staff, and then I saw today Minnesota got rid of their DP, their, their uh, defensive coordinator, which they were third worst in giving that point scored. So just seeing the scope of um, the NFL, where where do you think the Dolphins might go for a de- de- defensive coordinator? No clue. Yeah. No clue. I, I mean, because there's there's so many, you know, there are other openings as well. You know, Schwartz, I guess, went to Cleveland. Um, and the Bucks are looking for, you know, 130 coaches. Oh, see, right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they just, they fired, I guess, nine of them. Uh, but they are looking right. for somebody to replace Leftwich. So, but that this goes on every year. I mean, I hear you. This is nothing unusual. I was unusual. kind of shocked. I mean, everybody was like on the on the uh, bandwagon. Let's get rid of Boyer down in Miami, and then you know, after last year with you know Flores left, and then they end up winning, going on a on a big winning streak. So I guess he got his chance, and then it, I guess he failed pretty bad this year. Well, but I guess uh, the other thing too is I think he was hired under Flores, so. Right. You know, sometimes the coach wants to get, you know, good or bad, wants to get their own people in. Then maybe that's that's the case here. I don't know. I got you. What, what do you what do you like of the matchups this weekend? I mean, I think I was just talking to your your producer talking about the. I think the best matchup that I see is the Bills Bengals. What do, what do you think this weekend happens? Well, you don't gonna, have to give me a score. No, I'm going to actually incorporate uh, David's email from Valdosta because he's he's picking. He he goes he uses the home teams in the AFC, Chiefs and the Bills and the visiting teams. Giants and the Cowboys in the NFC. Um, I'm going to tell you a team that I said from the about the midway point of the year that was not getting enough love, and that's San Francisco. You're right. Uh, and they're doing this with the last pick in the draft. I mean, so what what they've done, and remember, Rand Carthon helped with that. You know, John Lynch, you know, in the front office over there. Uh, so I like. San Francisco. Uh, I do too. You know, I'd pick the Eagles, and I'm still going to pick them. But, you know, how how healthy is Jalen Hurts? The Giants are playing really well. Uh, shaky uh, for the Eagles, and I like the Chiefs, and I like the Bills in a squeaker. Because I don't, I don't think the Bills played very well last week, and I think they're better no. than that. I got you. Hey, thanks for your comments, Steve, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, Thank John. You. Thank you. Uh, you know, the other thing is, I, I don't know where I saw it. When Von Miller was healthy, the Bills were in the top five in something, you know, pressuring the quarterback. They're like 19th now. That's how much, you know, one person has to do with this. Uh, Russell says, the lack of obedience and commitment to a team has destroyed college football. I don't care what a coach makes. Guarantee you it isn't enough. You know what? I can understand before all this when, you know, somebody wanted to say, well, that guy's not worth $10 million. He's not worth, you know, Nick Saban's not worth all that money. Kirby Smart isn't worth all that money. Well, I mean, it, it's changed now. Uh, Daryl says Jacksonville wins Saturday. I believe they'll keep Mahomes in the pocket all day. The run game will be effective with Etienne. Most of the national media are picking Casey. I say Jacksonville 31-27. Well, you're a Jacksonville dude, though, Daryl. But I get it. Uh, that's okay to pick them. Uh, Tim says, I checked the total members of the Gator Collective last week. 
And when the Rashada news was hitting the fan, the number dropped from 2695 to 2568 over the last week. Love to know what strategies are in place to bring some credibility back to the collective. That, Tim, is a very, very salient point. What does that group do? This is not, I mean, look, over time, I think this goes away. But in the short term, you're absolutely right. Uh, BB also said about uh, David Crosby, he said, uh, I'm guessing it was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, they were his first UF concert. Um, And what's my, my favorite song of his? Oh, boy. I mean, I don't have I don't have one because there's so many. I mean, because you can you could look at the birds, and then you can look at, you know, CSNY and CSN. So much good stuff. Um, I just can't say one. After having Chris Doring on yesterday, says uh, he wonders how you get kids to come to UF. Everybody else is paying them, uh, and he says UF collected needs a procedure review. Picks the Chiefs. Uh, picking the Giants, picking the Bills, picking the 49ers. All right, we got uh, empty phone lines. Let's hear from you in case you're just tuning in and you've been living in a cave in this social media world we live in. Florida has officially granted Jaden Rashada hit the release from his national letter of intent. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew that. 3928255, email srussell at WRUF.com. Uh, Bill says, what's happened to uh, Florida women's basketball? You know, they compete, but, you know, they've had some injuries and some other things happen to them. Um, and they've seemingly had, like, one bad quarter. Like, last night they led Tennessee early and then, you know, kind of didn't do well. Tennessee, after getting clobbered, in the non-conference, their their non-conference schedule was ridiculous. They're unbeaten in the league. They're seven and zero. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Man, I, I don't want to get into you and Larry and all the New Yorkers I have met down here, but man, for some reason I like I like Buffalo and the Giants, and, and uh, I'm with Jack Jacksonville, and and you know, uh, of course, uh, D. I hate Dallas, so everything with a D now. I don't like, but if you know what I'm talking about in Miami. But, Steve, man, just happy Friday to you guys. Man, great sports going on, man. Uh, good luck to the basketball team. I'm looking forward to the baseball season. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I love it. I don't like the Yankees and the Mets and all of them, but sometimes, Steve, there's so many of you guys in Florida. You know, it's hard to root against you, just like you and Larry and all those guys. So I just say go Gators. Uh, have a good Friday, Steve. Bye. Byron, thank you. 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. What are your thoughts on Gator basketball? I, I told you last week, uh, uh, yesterday, uh, you're more than likely going to see uh, a replay of the game. Now, Tennessee scored 70 in that game, which is certainly better than the 50s, but. I think Tennessee's got better shooters than Florida has. So you're probably going to see a game in the you know, high 50s or 60s. 
I'd be surprised if it were different. Because obviously, uh, you know, you, you, Mississippi State, from watching them, does not shoot the ball particularly well. Florida, I, I will give them a lot of credit. I think you can see improvement with them. I think you can see uh, the progress he's made. Let me also update you because I've done this. I've been promoting Scott Strickland coming on here on Tuesday. Uh, something's come up with his schedule. Uh, he will not be here on Tuesday, and we are doing our very best to uh, reschedule him at the uh, quickest time that we can. So we hope we will uh, get that done. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Jacob emails. Oh, boy. He must have been listening yesterday because he says, where is Billy Napier in all of this? He hasn't said one word, as far as I know, to any media outlet. Is that a positive thing? Look, let me be selfish for a second. Do I wish Billy Napier would, would call 392-8255 right now and come on the air with me? Yes, I do. But in fairness, what's he going to say? I mean, what is it that you want him to say? If you want him to go through this entire nasty divorce and mess or whatever you want to call it, uh, frankly, he would be an idiot to do that. I mean, there, there, there's nothing to be gained by him talking. Now, Come spring practice, when he is in front of a group of media, I would bet the last dollar I have, he'll be asked. Oh, by the way, Billy, whatever you know, and he'll have he'll have had time to have this go past, and you know maybe formulate, you know, some kind of statement or something to say on the issue. But I had a call about that yesterday. There, there's nothing. There really isn't anything he can say. And I don't know how much he directly had to do with any of this stuff because it was collective and all that. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Albertstein. The men's and women's swimming and diving team takes on Florida State today. Diving begins at noon and swimming begins at 2. In NFL playoff news, the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs tomorrow in the AFC Divisional Round. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 4 p.m. In football news, ESPN Gainesville has confirmed that the Gators football program has granted 2023 quarterback signee Jaden Rashada release from his scholarship. The Gators basketball team travels to take on Mississippi State tomorrow night. Live coverage of the game begins here at 8 p.m. In gymnastics news, the Gators travel to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Florida's off to a hot start this season with a 4-0 record. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperson. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Calling Gator Nation. 
You're invited to be part of Gator history on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and you're opening up more than doors. You're unlocking potential with 16 body types, thousands of ways to customize. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions as far as you want them to go. Now you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van customized by Gretsch RV by entering the Dan Patrick Show's Ultimate Fan Van Sweepstakes. To enter and get official rules, visit danpatrick.com for your chance to win. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. There is a really good column on ESPN.com today about this whole Rashada situation. And I want to read something uh, that was written here. um, And I think it says quite a bit. Um, Andrea Adelson was the one who wrote this part. Uh, She says... While it's true Napier is not involved with the Gator Collective, it's also true that both Napier and Florida have had to deal with the negative headlines and all the fallout. This will be easy fodder for any opposing coach to use against the Gators. Given the broader context around Florida, this is especially problematic with SEC rival Georgia winning a second consecutive national championship and continuing to recruit at the top three level. The pressure's only mounting on Napier and the Florida program. I'm sure they're taking the necessary steps to be competitive with the Bulldogs again. It's true. Greg, hello. Steve, hey, I just got to talk. Sorry, lost my headset here. Uh, I wanted to challenge you, Steve, about you saying that you see improvement on the Gator basketball team. One, Coach Golden is 0 
for five against game and games with uh, single digit games, like three points, five points. He hasn't won one in SEC. Two, Fudge can't make a putback to save his life. And God knows I love the kid. He missed five putbacks. If he'd have just scored the putbacks, easy just tip in, use the glass. They're trying to make him so hard, trying to throw up, tip him in. He missed five putbacks. That's 10 points. That would have won the game. And three, I like Coach Golden, but I'm beginning to question his ability to coach this team at the start like you've got other callers. For what, I mean, how can you be that good in the second half and that poorly in the first half? You say you've seen improvement. I've seen digression. I've seen regression. They have literally digressed offensively in the first half. They only had, what was it, 12 points with five minutes to go in the first half, Steve. 12 points. It's one of the lowest scoring first half point, uh, teams in the whole country. And I'm, I'm angry because I love this team. I've been rooting for them since the Lawrence brothers back in the late 70s. I watch every game when it's not on TV back in the day. I listen to every game on radio. This team is awful when they start offensively. And to be that good in the second half, their defense has gotten better. They were lucky to be that close to A&M. Truthfully, A&M should have stepped on their throat and been had a 25-point lead that first half. Thankfully, the defense played decently, and A&M, like you said before the game, before on your show before the game, couldn't shoot. I pray Mississippi State shoots as poorly as A&M did in the first half because their first half reeked. And I just don't think it's fair for you to say you see improvement when the facts say otherwise. And I'll listen to your thoughts and rebuttal off air and go Gators. Brett, thank you. Uh, you just made my argument for me. You just said they're better defensively. That's improvement. Is it not? You're taking one game. The, the, the things you talked about were almost exclusively Texas A&M. You want to see improvement? Florida's 3-1 and one in this last four games, including three SEC wins. That's improvement, isn't it? And you said they're better defensively. They are better defensively. Is there room to, to be improved? Yes. Yes. We'll see if that continues. Florida scored... I think 72, 73 against Missouri. Okay, Missouri's a pretty good team. So, you know, Mississippi State's one and five in the SEC. Florida's three and three. If you're if you're looking to have uh, him win a championship in his first year, Greg, that's not going to happen. Same thing with Napier. That's not going to happen. And it's interesting that the the the, the game which I think is fascinating to me, is the Georgia win. Florida scored 82 points in that game. And Georgia scored 75. I think if Gator fans had Mike White score 75 a game here, you get a run for mayor. So, again, you know, Florida had one game, one game, I, I beg your pardon, two games, in which in the SEC it scored less than 60 points. They lost by three at Auburn and lost by two at Texas A&M. The other games in the 60s, in the 80s, in the 70s. So it is not a fact 
It is not a fact that Florida is scoring, you know, 50 points a game. That's just not factual. And when you and when Greg, you say I've been rooting for the Gators since Joe Lawrence. Okay, good. But what does that mean? And 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 then what what's the expectation? Again, he is in his first year. And the road from here, Florida's got a couple of games here. At this point, at this point, let me ask this question. Florida shot 8% in the first half the other day and lost by two. Think of that. Most teams, many teams, would have shot that and maybe not played great defense. Now, let's be honest. A&M's not a great offensive team. They're just not. But that said, how many times when shooters aren't putting the ball in the basket, their defense suffers? They don't play on the other end as hard. Florida did. That's improvement. If they can beat Mississippi State and beat South Carolina, they're 5-3 and three in the league. And then they've got a gauntlet. Kansas State, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama. That's tough. That's a tough, tough game. Or stretch, rather, of games. And three of them are on the road. The only one here is Tennessee. So I, I would I would you, you can certainly say Florida has or needs to be Better in areas? Absolutely. Have they shown improvement? Yes, I think they have. David, hello. Hey, Steve. Appreciate you taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the one area where they could really improve, and, and they'd have three more wins if they could, is, um, you know, with the shot clock off at the end of the game. I mean, they've had three games. I think two of them against Texas A&M, if I remember correctly, and one against Auburn, where they had the ball – with no shot clock and a chance to win the game. Um, so, I, you know, I know they probably work on that practice, have some plays, but I, I haven't seen a good one yet. So, Well, uh, let, me, let me give credit to A&M, okay, because I think what Buzz Williams did in rushing, you know, a lot of times uh, teams lay back, right? Well, they attacked as soon as the ball got thrown in. They double-teamed. Right. I, yeah. I I don't want to say Golden was out coached because I don't know what his play was, but mm-hmm. I thought Williams's call was brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no question about it. Um, and then the other thing, football wise, I just you know looking ahead uh, to next year, um, I looking at the schedule, I, we could we could have another six win season next year. I you know I. I'm usually an optimist, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not right now, and uh, I just want your thoughts on if that's the case. If they do win six games le- next year, you know, uh, the seat gets pretty hot, does it not? Um, I, for some people, it will. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I will say I mean, this. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I want to give the guy four years. You know, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Because I do think he, he can do something. But uh, I'm just saying. I just. I just know the, the might of the world and what they're going to be saying. Well, it comes down to wins and losses. It, it always does, right? So let, let's say they win six and they, don't, they lose a bowl game. 
That's three consecutive six and seven seasons. Mm-hmm. So the next year, there's got to be an arrow pointing up somewhere. There's got to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the I mean, you can you can show me well, we're better on offense. Okay. We're better on defense. Okay. Did you win any more games? No. Doesn't matter. You you got to win more games at that point. And so if that happens, then yeah. I mean, I don't know that there'll be a if he goes three seasons of six and six. Okay. So I think the third if if your scenario happens year three, they've got to show tangible improvement. Yep, I agree. All right, Steve, appreciate okay, it. Okay, thank you, David. Appreciate your call. Uh, all right, I'm going to a last email before we hit the uh, top of the hour here. Boy, Greg's call sparked some emails here. He says, uh, I think this is uh, Max. He says, uh, uh, this is to Greg. I think the Gators have improved, but I also agree with Greg that you know they can certainly do better. But I also understand this is a first year and things will hopefully get better from here. I have a theory. When I come back, I have a theory as to why there's so much angst here in Gator Nation. And I want to see if you agree with my theory. Okay? That'll be happening an hour or two. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Come back and join us for the second hour. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, you did it. You're an adult now. And you know you're an adult because this is a commercial about saving money on your credit card balances, and that probably got you a little excited. Radiant Credit Union's Visa Credit Card has a super low introductory rate and no balance transfer fee. So now you can transfer your balances to Radiant, pay less interest, and clear that debt off faster. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Just wait until you start comparing fiber supplements. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash balance to apply today and let us help you define your financial future. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Meldon Law, we won't back down. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. 
Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Resolve to recycle more, recycle paper, bottles, and cans directly, and recycle old clothes by donating them. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday. Elliot is producing the program. We thank you for making this part of your day. Always appreciate when you call in, email, talk a little sports today. Um, I said this earlier. I'll only say it one more time in case you've been living under a rock. Uh, it's official now. Florida has granted the release uh, of the National Letter of Intent from uh, Rashada and that saga now seems to have come to an end. Okay. Let me begin with a theory that I have. Remember, I sit here every day and have a great time taking your calls. Some complain, some praise the Gators, and then we debate what we say. That's what this is about. This show is about talking sports. I always have to agree. I think one of the reasons that there is a negativity, if there is indeed one, in the fan base, or at least for parts of the fan base, is because the big sports aren't doing well. Think about it. Okay? If you consider football and basketball to be the big sports, Florida's not been relevant for a while. I think that irks Gator fans because of past success. You know, when I hear people like Greg saying, Oh, I've been supporting the Gators since Joe Lawrence. Well, you lived through great times. And you hate like hell to go through the times you're going through now, seeing other schools like Georgia ascend. What do I always tell you, however? You don't stay on top forever. It's how long you're down. William emails, and he, and he says, he's got a great point. Look at Duke in basketball. I mean, by Duke standards, not doing very well. When some dude named Krzyzewski left. Ohio State's pretty good in basketball. What are they doing? Right? I wonder what their talk shows are like. He thinks the Gators have improved in basketball. But I want to get your thoughts. If you agree with that. And Tim has a great email here. He says, You hit the nail on the head about opposing coaches and negative recruiting. The Rashada mess made its way to Dan Patrick. He said a source told him UF was over-promising, stating we tell kids one thing and then change the agreement once they're on campus. I have no clue if it's true, but hearing this statement being blasted over a national radio talk show is bad business for UF recruiting. 
Agreed, agreed, agreed. And that kind of thing is talked about on the recruiting trail, and it will be used against Florida. No question about it. Let's take some calls. Bob, you're first. Yeah, Steve. Uh, I understand the university uh, released Rashada from his uh, letter of intent, but what would have happened if they did not release him? What uh, what would the situation be? Did he have to sit out a year? Or? There would have I'll, been. Uh, take your comments off the air. Thank okay. You. All right, Bob. Thank you. I'm going to get Dee's call, then I'll answer your question. Hi, Dee. Hey, Dee. Go ahead. How you doing? Steve? Yep. Good. Let's see how you're doing. Uh, Gator basketball. Uh, I heard Greg's call, and I'm I'm going to go half and half. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. The, the slow starts are not a one game. A one game. No, thing. I agree it's with that. Every, right. Yeah. It's been every SEC game uh, this year. They seem to be been down six, eight points the first five or six minutes of the game. And uh, as far as, um, you know, Texas A&M, you, obviously you can't go two for 26 in the first half uh, against a team like that. That just, you know, squeezes the life out of you defensively. And that's what they do, man. They guard you. It seemed like they had eight guys on the court defensively, Steve. I mean, they, they trap the they, – they t- I think they do a great job of, you know, trapping you in the corners. Uh, yep, I do they too. They don't give up the – they, they don't give up the baseline offensively. I mean, they, they keep everything in front of them. And, you know, Marble has killed us just two games, man. I, he's almost averaging like 17, 18 points a game. And they they seemingly make – whenever they needed a play to be made, whether it was in Gainesville or up there at Texas A&M, they made it. And I just think Florida just has to do a better job of just doing the little things, man, you know. I know we got 23 free throws, but we missed six of them. A&M didn't miss one. Uh, you know, we controlled the boards a little bit better, shot better threes than them. But like I said, man, it, it just every time they needed a play at any point in the game, they made it. So uh, you're right. Tomorrow's going to be the same type of game, man. It's going to be a, a knockdown, drag out slugfest, probably in the 50s again. So if people are looking for an offensive game, uh, uh, offensive game, they better turn to another game because that's that's definitely not going to be it, man. It's it's definitely going to be in the 50s tomorrow. Yeah, I I mean, Tennessee scored 70, but I think they had better shooters than Florida's got. And that's why I I just think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Uh, If it's not, I would be surprised. And frankly, I think that favors Florida. I've watched Mississippi State twice, and I'm not sure that's an accurate gauge of, you know, who they are. But if you look at their numbers, they just don't shoot well. They just don't shoot the basketball well. they got to rely on, you know, turnovers and sort of creating some things because if, if they don't do that and they just rely on, on shooting, on pure shooting, they're not very good. Yeah, for sure. And, I, I, and as far as improvement goes, you're right, Steve. The defense has improved. Uh, Kugel has improved. Uh, Myron Jones has improved, so yeah, we're, we're getting some uh, we're getting some uh, improvements from other facets of the team. But overall, man, they're just still you know limited in certain facets. And when you're limited, you know, shooting wise, uh, rebounding wise, like I said, you're going to be playing a lot of close games, and those little things uh, add up to big things. Big things. So um, if we win tomorrow, that's all I could hope for was a split. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's realistically. Right. When you go on the road like that, you that's what you 
hope for. I mean, you can sweep, great, because I mentioned that the gauntlet Florida's going to have after this game in South Carolina. So that's why against the lower tier of the league, man, you you cannot – and look, that's the other thing. Whatever A&M is, right, they – right now, nobody's beating them in the league. So it isn't yeah, like they're losing to a team that's, you know, one and six in the league. They may win ugly, but they're winning. Right. Yep, they're just a tough matchup for Florida, man. Just uh, I don't want to see Marvel again this season. <laughs> <laughs> Might see him in the tournament, but we'll see. Yep. Okay, D, thank you. Uh, for, for Rashada, I, I, I don't want to speculate as to, you know, what would have happened with him. But now that this has happened, uh, remember, the early signing period is over. The first transfer portal is now closed. So what happens? I, I think you have to wait now until – you know, another portal opens up after spring practice. Uh, and then, had he not been released, could he have sued or done something, you know, legally? I think that would have been possible as well. Andrew, welcome to the show. Yeah, I wanted to say, I think the team is improving. And um, actually, I wasn't sure about this coach, but he's. I really started to like him. I think the team plays... Um, <clears throat> I think they play, like, real polished, and they don't make a lot of mistakes where, like, last year they would take a lot of shots. You'd be like, oh, don't take that. They they they, they take the take really good shots, and I don't know. Um, it seems like he, the coach, like, he, like, uh, he just, like, at first I thought it was just going to be, like, this analytics guy, but if you listen to his interviews after the game, he's, like, He's he he likes the sport, like he uses numbers. He seems like a smart guy. I think he is a smart guy. I think, <laughs> but I thought it was gonna be more just like oh he just there's that numbers. <laughs> like, but it's more than that. He like he likes the game. Well, he played it. Like, I mean, he should. I mean, if you don't like the game, <laughs> he shouldn't be coaching. Well, some of these analytic guys, you kind of go, oh no. Well, that's one guy, thing, but I mean, it, you better love the game. <laughs> Because you, you have to go out and recruit and do all the crazy things, you know, coaches have to do. So you better be loving what you're doing or you're in the wrong business. Yeah. And I also like that he, like, he, like, um, it seems like he's more, like, honest in the press conferences than um, <laughs> Napier. I feel like Napier, he doesn't, like, tell much. He kind of hides a lot. Like no, he's, he's of the like Saban sort of... school, uh, Billy is, no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and like I feel like he's like more honest. Where like Napier's like you know he won't even tell you like we're we're really bad today. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Andrew. Thank you. I appreciate your call. By the way, for improvement, and I know most people see improvement on the offensive end, right? But uh, after six of Florida's first seven opponents shot better than forty percent from the field. Nine of their last 11, under 40%. Seven of the last eight opponents, 66 points or fewer. And they're 13th in Ken Palm's defensive efficiency rankings. So that's where they've improved. Is their offense a work in progress? Absolutely. Copper Gator, hello. Steve, uh, I saw the basketball talk, so I figured I'd call in. Um, 
you used to coach basketball, correct? Only at the club level. I never coached at the high school level. I did baseball and football oh. at that level. Got you, got you. I, I thought I'd heard that. But, you know, what does – what – and you would probably know this is how do you improve on baseline in and out plays, last two seconds of a game play like that one there? What, what does – what does he have to do as a coach to teach players to do better? I mean, you, it, it was evident that that was not a good draw to play, and it was not a very good way to end the game. On well, that, on that let me stop way. you there. Let me stop you yeah, there, yeah. Copper Gator. Yeah. The only reason why I think a fan would say it wasn't a well-drawn-up play because it didn't work. It doesn't mean the play wasn't great. <clears throat> Just like a football, right? I've coached at that level, okay? My play may be really good. You know, this play is going to work. Against this defense, I've called this play, it's really going to work. Well, then the defense does something different. They shift all of it. You know, pre-snap, they shift to a different coverage. My play was good, but they, you know, one-up me. Well, I think that's what happened with Buzz Williams. They, They attacked... Right away, they attacked the guy who got the ball. They doubled it. They attacked the ball screen. Yeah, they, they put it right on him and made him get rid of it. And I don't think Florida was prepared for that. Now, can you say in the huddle, hey, if they attack the ball, here's what you do? Maybe. I, I get that. But I think it was more of what Buzz Williams did. I thought, I thought what he did was a really, really smart play. And, and secondly on that, do you agree with the call to go for two with Castleton? the play before to go for two um how do you mean when he got blocked from when he he got blocked from behind when it was when the gators had the ball with the time running out oh yeah i I, I had a problem with that go for the two didn't have a problem with that and i think that's what i'm trying to understand that philosophies we're we're growing pains with him right now trying to understand what our what our identity will be down that stretch and i think these close games make that make those statements and try to understand that but but I think there is definitely room for improvement on those two aspects. I agree. Uh, and, and and the last part with that is when I turned it on, you know, middle of middle of the uh, the first half, going into the second half, and then looking at the final stats, we were shooting like twenty two percent, Steve, in the in the final three minutes, and then we had five straight possessions where we turned the ball over under four minutes. It, it, it those are things that if you want to be a successful team. With the style that we play, you have to change that and, and hopefully improve on that. And uh, talk to you later, Steve. Okay, Copper, going to thank you. I don't disagree, but in this case, it's about the other team and what they do. Go look at Texas A&M since the start of the new year and look what they've done to teams defensively. That's part of this. Not everything, but that's part of it. They make you play that way. They're good at that. 116, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. The Jacksonville Jaguars will hit the road to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday. Kickoff is scheduled for 430 Find coverage right here starting at 4. ESPN Gainesville has confirmed that the Gators football program has released 2023 Jaden Rashada from his scholarship. The Gators men's basketball team will head to Starkville, Mississippi to take on Mississippi State on Saturday. Tip-off is set for 8.30. 
Find coverage right here starting at 8. Florida's gymnastics team competes tonight in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. The meet will begin at 7.30. High school basketball will continue tonight with girls hoops matchups between Dixie County and Chiefland, Oak Hall and Fort White, and Bronson and Newberry. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The place to go if you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. No new vehicles. They haven't had them on their lot since they first opened their doors over 40 years ago. The Cousins family has owned and operated that business, and they do their best every single day to give you the widest selection and the best variety of these kinds of vehicles to choose from. Last time I was there, their lot was full, lots of different makes, models, and cars and trucks to choose from. You can also go online, secars.com, and you will also see the vehicles they have in stock. The pertinent information is there for you to check out as well. You want to go test drive them, go see them at Northeast 39th Avenue. You can do just that. But you know what to do. When you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane or slow down 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. It's common sense, it's common courtesy, and it's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Coming in February... Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Davies boys there, the Kings. 
Uh, before I continue, uh, I, I have to uh, kind of a little downer here, but there's two people that I really want to acknowledge that have recently uh, passed away. One is a former dean of our college, uh, John Wright. Uh, John uh, did a lot for our college. Uh, they had, he just, he passed away uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they had a service for him here, kind of a remembrance of him here in the college last night. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I, I was able to uh, come on Zoom and, and listen to it, and John was a good guy. Loved music, really liked the Beatles. We had a lot in common, uh, and he liked sports. And uh, many days we would just sit and talk sports, and uh, John was really, really good to me, and uh, his wife Pam and his family, uh, certainly condolences uh, on the passing of John, who was a really good guy. And then... Uh, if you've been around here as long as I have, you'll remember the name Keith Tennant. Once upon a time, there was a wrestling program on campus here. Uh, I was not here when it was first established in 1969 when Coach Graves established it, but Keith was uh, Florida's first wrestling coach. They later disbanded the program due to uh, budget cuts. He just passed away recently. Uh, so I want to acknowledge uh, those two people uh, who had uh, really, really successful tenures uh, in what they did. All right, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Bob says, would it benefit both the school and the football recruit to accept a large NIL deal and skip the athletic scholarship would just walk on. This would allow the school to award more athletic scholarships to more players, and the, and the NIL walk-on would still benefit from the NIL contract and be able to change schools like any other scholarship football player could within the portal. Um, I see the idea from, you know, okay, if you're already getting money and you're getting big money, then you don't need the scholarship awarded to somebody else. I don't know if that would be allowed, I don't know why uh, it wouldn't be. Uh, interesting thought. Rogers says, uh, he's been around athletics for a long time. He says when people ask, why don't, why don't Napier or somebody say anything about what happened with Rashada, he says the answer's in the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. Um, Roger, I don't agree. I don't agree. I understand you can't say much of anything, and you can't get into specifics, but you can say something without saying anything. For example, if Napier were asked about Rashada, you know, he could just say, uh, you know, we wish the young man success. Uh, you know, we, we hope that he does well in his future endeavors. It has nothing to do with FERPA. He can, he can say that, um, but... I get it in terms of specifics. Kurt says, uh, Gator fans need to do a little research and review the facts before continuously being outraged at what's going on. People should realize that what you say on call-in shows and posts on the Internet has consequences and in some cases makes you look really stupid. Athletes and their families see this garbage and make decisions based on the perceptions they get. Um, 
And he emailed me an article um, that uh, talked about Stetson Bennett. Um, he apparently was spotted on his cell phone during their uh, victory parade. One local media member uh, took exception to. That person said, uh, get off of his damn phone during a parade to show some graciousness and appreciation to the fans who were sitting in that stadium. You want to crush the media you think were mean to you, do it in a press conference. Well, um, Bennett responded by saying he was playing music for his teammates. And look, this is partly why there is some of that. No question, right? I mean, look, in this day and age when people are quick to get a headline, you know, you can say something like that and not have any idea what he's doing. And in this case, the guy didn't have any idea what he was doing. Uh, let's see here. Eric, this is really long and I can't read it all. He says, uh, advocates who have supported the idea of paying college football players pointed to a simple value proposition that was out of whack. Universities raked in millions. I believe players should benefit by receiving a piece of the pie. The players brought value to the university. People came to see him play. Universities made a lot of money. Um, he said, eventually, NIL crawled out of the slime pit and filled the void. He says NIL ignores the value proposition. Uh, it's the top athletes who are getting these ridiculous offers. Yes, I'll use your word, Eric, the ridiculous offers. But just like what happened the other night when all members of the women's basketball team got $1,000, that's not a ridiculous offer. And that is certainly a cool thing when it comes to NIL. So he says uh, backups, kickers deserve to be compensated. So do the backups on the University playing field who contribute in practice. Well, most of those, some of those are on a scholarship. That's, you, you can be on scholarship and not play, right? So he says the original reason for paying players that advocates constantly brought up hasn't been addressed. Things are more out of whack and less equitable now than they were before this whole mess started. Well, that's the whole point. Why does it have to be equitable? Who says that? Right? Eric, let me ask you a question. If you, I don't know what you do for a living, right? But if somebody said to you, this is all you can make. In your profession, this is all you can make. And the person over there can make more money. How would you feel? You'd say, well, wait a minute. I, well, same thing here. It's a market. It may stink because it's the wild, wild west, but it's a market-driven thing. That's just how this is. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final half hour left. Plenty of time for your calls, questions, and comments. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. W-R-U-F. Hi, I'm Emma Smith. 
Pro Football Hall of Famer and three-time champion. Trust me, I know about joint pain. Pro Football's all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, talks about chronic joint pain and exciting new regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. I know what it's like to fight through pain, but now, you and I, we have help. QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced, all-natural regenerative medicine that can give you lasting relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Do you suffer with constant pain from arthritis or injury, pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, or lower back? Don't assume Steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. Regenerative, restorative, natural solutions are now available. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation and learn how regenerative medicine can repair and restore damaged joint tissue. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. For the new year, they're offering their incredible Black Eyed Pea Vegan Veggie Burger with Vegan Romalot. Don't be fooled, this burger satisfies even the biggest carnivore appetites. Of course, locals love their classic burgers. You can't go wrong with their herb-infused chicken patty. Everything's exceptionally fresh. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com seven days a week. Visit Dick Mondell's at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. It's where you want to eat. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Meldon Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Again, that's MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law, we won't back down. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny skies turning partly to mostly cloudy this evening. Temperatures in the low 70s late in the afternoon. Overnight lows dropping into the upper 40s. There is a patchy fog possible tomorrow morning. Cloudy skies for most of our Saturday with an increasing chance for scattered showers and storms during the second half of the day. Highs limited to the mid 60s. Then on Sunday, showers early. Highs in the mid 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Steve Kerr says Steph Curry is the modern-day MJ. I don't think Coach Kerr is saying that he is the greatest of all time, even though he's 
in that conversation. What conversation? But, I mean, he's in the conversation for greatest of all time. He's not in that conversation. He's, he's not in any in conversation. conversation greatest, greatest of all time? time? Come on, Jay. He's, he's one of the greatest we've ever seen. He's in the conversation. I'm not saying he is. He's going to be in the conversation when it's all said and done. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Down the stretch we come. The home stretch of sports scene for a Friday. Larry says, don't know if you read the article from Gator Sports ranking the SEC teams for 2023. It hurts so bad to see Florida ranked third from the bottom. It stated Napier's rebuilding is stuck in phase one due to the quarterback situation. Just hate to see our program looked upon in a negative light and I've seen just about everything since my first game in 1969. Do you agree with the ranking at number 12 out of 14? Look, it's the job of writers, sportscasters, sports talk show hosts to answer whatever questions callers have. So if somebody said to me, you know, where would you rank Florida? I would give you my answer with study. But I I can't stress this enough, and it goes back to the original point I made. There's a segment of the fan base that just can't stand that Florida has fallen to where it's fallen in a fairly quickly, or for a quick amount of time. But that doesn't hold up because it hasn't been quick. If you're, whatever lens you judge success by, right? Florida has not won an SEC championship in 15 years. That is not slow. That is not a short period of time. Now, has Florida had good seasons in that time? Yes. Has Florida done well? Yes, they've gotten to Atlanta, and and yes. But this, Florida, let's, I know this is going to be different. Florida's not a big-time school anymore. In, In terms of the hierarchy in football, it just isn't right now. Doesn't mean it can't be again, but that's the reality. And I, I, I'll bet you right now there's people that just ran off the road. They're cringing because I just said that. But facts speak for themselves. Dr. J, hello. Hi there, Steve. Um, I totally agree with what you just said. Unfortunately, Florida is uh, it's a long way from what it used to be, and it's going to be really tough to get back to those days. 
But the reason I called was about that very sad accident that happened to uh, those four people in Georgia after the celebration. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me, you know the expression, the elephant in the room, that um, what exactly is a recruiting advisor? And I I feel that there's probably some... um, extracurricular uh, services that are provided to uh, recruits and football players, especially at big schools with a lot of money on the line. That's my feeling, and nobody seems to uh, be talking about that. No disrespect. I, I, can't, I cannot believe I just heard what I heard. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm going to temper what I would probably really say to you, But I'll just say this. What possible proof do you have? I have no proof. Okay. So then without proof, I mean, you can have a feeling. We, you know, we all have a feeling of this is happening or whatever, but I would, I I would answer your first question. I think it happened before with, um, I want to say, I can't remember his name, but maybe that ex-Kentucky coach, the guy that went to Louisville? or Well, let's just, and I don't know the answer to this, but let's just say, first of all, that wasn't a coach. That wasn't Bobby Petrino. That was an athlete. They were two, you know, about the same age people. Yes, of course. Okay. And so let's just say. They can do what they want to do. Correct. So you're, you're floating something which is akin to elections being, you know, denied when it's not true. There's there's nothing there to support what you said. And even if it were true that they were dating or they were going out, okay. But look at Florida's roster. Look look at look at the go go look at how many people Napier has hired on the football staff that have titles just like that young lady had. A ton of them. Okay. I don't know, but yeah, I figure every big school's got that. They do. They do. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Dan says, actually, good question here. He said, uh, much like football, fans preached their patience with Billy Napier. But as the season went along, obviously for some, that patience went to angst, frustration, or more. Similarly, some fans said the same thing about Todd Golden. First year, not inheriting his team. But now, because they're struggling a little bit, that patience seems to have worn off. Uh, Do you see... The corollary. Yes. Simple answer. Yes. I keep saying this too. Fandom is a mixed bag. There's great things about fandom and there's awful things about fandom. Social media has changed the game without question. It's really easy in June, July, and August to look at a football team 
and say, well, you know, I, 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 we're probably going to struggle because it's Napier's first year and, you know, Mullen didn't have a lot of talent on the team. And, but then when you see the team play, what happens? All that, all that thought, all that, you know, analytical stuff goes out the window because you're with your eyeballs watching your team play poorly. I can only imagine, because it happened to me, watching the game the other night, and I'm thinking, 8%? 8%? But first of all, there are two halves in a basketball game, not one, right? And think about that. Think about the flip side. What if Texas A&M had held Florida to 8% shooting in the first half and lost that game? What would callers be like on their talk shows? It almost happened. So, once again, it's day-to-day, week-to-week, and, you know, just have to see what transpires. That really is where we are at. Ethan, Steve, I've listened to your show for a long time. I don't call because most of the time I'm at work, I'm in my office, uh, as you say, eating lunch and listening to sports. He said, but all this NIL talk and everything that's happened is just fascinating to me. If you would have said this was all going to happen three years ago, I would have bet everything I own that it wouldn't have. It is truly amazing to take a step back and see what's happened in college athletics. It is truly mind-boggling. Well said. Well said. And the worst part about that is, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know where it's going to go. We have no idea where this is going. So... Buckle up. We got things we will see. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Still got time for some calls. Love to hear from you. We wrap up sports scene for this Friday. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. The Jacksonville Jaguars will play the Chiefs on Saturday in Kansas City. Kickoff is set for 4.30. Find coverage right here beginning at 4. ESPN Gainesville has confirmed that the Gators football program has granted 2023 Jaden Rashada release from his scholarship. In Gator sports, the men's basketball team will take on Mississippi State tomorrow in Starkville. Tip-off is scheduled for 8.30. Find coverage right here beginning at 8. The gymnastics team will compete against Alabama tonight. The meet will begin at 7.30 in Tuscaloosa. Regular season high school basketball will continue tonight. Boys hoops matchups will be between Bronson and Newberry and Trinity Catholic and PK Young. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. 
Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Wrap up our sports team for today. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hey, Steve. Doing great. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, one of the things I'm not hearing a lot about, uh, but I, I think it's going to have an impact, is um, you know, there's only a certain amount of money coming into these programs for. Uh, Hello. Yeah, Elliot likes Chicago. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, only a certain amount of money coming in for tickets and booster fees and facilities and everything else. And, and now when you throw NIL in there and these co-ops, you know, it just seems to me a certain amount of money that people would have been donating to a new facility uh, is going to be redirected just to get recruits to these schools, which I think in the long run is going to really help hurt these schools' ability to, to build new facilities. I mean, thankfully Florida got their new football facility in uh recently uh but at the same time they got nil and one thing i'm not hearing recruits talk about anymore it seemed it was you know it was always facilities and now there's nil money and nobody's talking about facilities as part of the recruiting process anymore well part of the reason is because florida's caught up you know if, if you if you remember when florida didn't have you know the new facility that was a big topic of conversation that it was absolutely necessary for you know, football coach X, Mullen, Napier, whoever, to have that to compete. And, you know, I, I get it. And I know my buddy Shane was really, uh, you know, adamant about that. And I don't disagree, but I say this all the time. When you see a kid, uh, you know, tip his hat, uh, Dan, and he says, I'm choosing school X. Do you ever hear him say, uh, I love the facilities? No. You don't, but they're a given, right? I mean, if, if, if you don't keep up, that could be a factor in why a kid doesn't choose. You know, if all things are equal, you know, loves the coaching staff, you know, blah, 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 but the facility isn't the same, well, okay. So you, you kind of have to have it. And you're the second person today that has brought this thing up about not having as much money for facilities. Uh, I get it, right? But remember, think of the... Re- Ridiculous amount of money that's been raised already through television contracts, donations, etc. I don't think it's going to be affected at all. We'll see. I don't think so. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Appreciate you, Dan. Thank you. I could be way wrong. I just don't think it's going to have an effect. Josh, hello. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Y'all doing all right this afternoon? Yep, doing okay. All right, man. Uh, I just got a question about the uh, the baseball team this year, okay. uh, what we think about us, and uh, also the rankings, man. I was looking at the top ten the other day. It's like seven or eight out of the top ten are going to be SEC. Like, oh, SEC teams, man. It's like yeah. at the end of the year, uh, the Super Regionals, I mean, my God, if we had six out of the eight teams being SEC teams, that would just be really crazy. But uh, how do you think we stack up against everybody this year, Steve? 
Uh, well, if you again, I don't know the other rosters point by point, but to your point, there's a lot of teams from this league, you know, Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, Vandy, Florida, that are in the top ten. And so it wouldn't – Tennessee, it wouldn't surprise me. Now, again, part of it is who you get in the schedule, right? Right. You know, some yeah. years you, you, you play certain teams, you, and I don't, I don't know what the other teams are, but I don't know that one team like a Tennessee last year will dominate yeah. the league just because I think there's more balance in the league. Yeah. But I, mean, I think Florida's right yeah. there. And Ole Miss ended up winning it at the end of the year. I wouldn't have given them a chance like two-thirds of the way through the season no, last year. No, they got hot at the right time. And, you know, I, I really respect Coach Bianco, but, you know, his, supposedly his job was on the line because they barely squeaked into a regional. I think he's pretty safe now. Yeah, I, I, I bet they're about <laughs> ready to send a contract to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, all right, Steve, I appreciate it. Uh, look forward to the season this year. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Sully uh, will be up here uh, in the next few weeks before baseball starts in about a month or so. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Um, I, I caught the end of the, your show yesterday, and I think you talked about the Oklahoma State quarterback going to Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. Um. So their quarterback room's kind of full with a it is. starter, and with everything that's going on with all the transfer portal, I know you're. I'm sure you're not up to date on every day and when it stops and when it starts. But will there be an opening again then? Yes, like after spring practice. Yes, after spring practice, it the, the portal closed on the 18th, and the next opening is after spring practices. So yes, there's an opening there. When you say it closed on the 18th, that's closing for the kids to enter the portal? Yes. Yeah, if you're in the portal already, you can still go somewhere else. But if you haven't already entered the portal, then you can't go in it till spring. Okay, so the people that are still in the portal can go somewhere, but then they have to get in based on the academic calendar of that particular school. My understanding, yes. Right, right, okay. So then after spring ball, they're going to open it up again. What would that be, like April or something? I don't have the exact date, but it's, it is, it's right. designed so that everybody has finished spring practice. And, and, and think about it, right? If you go into spring practice and you're fourth on the depth chart, well, okay, I want to transfer. That's yeah. what that's for. Right, right. So it's probably then pretty close to the end of the semester. Then that way they can all get into summer A. Correct, yes. Whatever institution they try to transfer to. Yes. Okay. So – so we'll have an opportunity maybe to bring some more kids in then after yes. spring ball. Yes. Great, great. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate yes, sir. It. Thank you, David. Kevin, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, all right. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. And just wanted to touch base. Uh, a couple of things. One thing you brought up, the well, the other caller brought up uh, the facilities. Uh, you, know, you know, it's really tough to see uh, Georgia do well. I was reading uh, an article on insider.com. Uh, back in 2017 and 18, uh, the school spent about $90 million yep. for their stadium and practice facilities. Um, last year, they, they finished an, an additional $80 million expansion for their training facilities. For You're the making my point. Team. You're making my point. You know, so, 
Right. So does it pay off? I don't know. But they they won back-to-back championships, and they spent about $170 million into football. Yeah. Oh, so, like, like I said, I, I want yes. I want this to be made clear, okay? Right. I've yeah. never said that facilities are not important. They are. Right. All I'm saying is it's not something that recruits talk about in the sense of this is why I chose the school. I love coach. I really like my position coach. You know, I like all the atmosphere. They, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm sure some have said it, but they don't normally. Oh, I really love the the facility, but it's part of it. Right. And if you. This is a required monthly test of the emergency alert system. Had this been an actual emergency or dangerous situation, official messages and directions would have followed the alert tones. This test is brought to you by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and your local broadcast station or cable provider. This concludes the required monthly test. for upgrades yes sir yes that's exactly right yeah and it just kind of it goes to you know florida and and i think we're in a a unique disadvantage maybe because we have uh, a miami metropolis with some money down there we got tallahassee which is the state capital uh we're, we're like one of the few states that have big time programs that we have to compete against on top of the national programs with ohio state and alabama as well so there needs to be you know strategic decisions made to try and combat what most other schools don't have to face and and when we're kind of late to the game which seems to be something consistent with this program it just drives that notion of lowering our expectations sadly because of how the landscape of football is changing and we're just really we just come across as slow to change and, and the results are, are starting to, to kind of bear fruit here with the season, with what George is doing, et cetera. That makes any sense, Steve? We're not like LSU where we own the state. Oh, that's right. Georgia. Yes. Yeah. But, but that's always been the case. I mean, think right. about when Spurrier was yeah. here and when, you know, Jimmy Johnson and that group were there and Bobby Bowden. Yeah. They, they were doing that all right. the time. That was all the time. Yeah. That's nothing new. So, it, right. the, the, what's yeah. new is – there's other there's more schools now because of the portal because of more money you know Jennifer from TV that can compete yeah. right how yeah. how many times did you ever see Ole Miss or Mississippi State or you know Arkansas you, you didn't see South Carolina they, they right. were not you beat those schools right right well yeah. they've gotten you know broadcast money they've been able to invest in facilities they've gotten better so there's more parity right yeah and you know and, and real quick see before i go parity uh as far basketball it, it really honestly Steve, it just is not that interesting as yet um you know there are 31 million viewers that watch tampa bay and, and, and the cowboys go at it now obviously it's the nfl but 31 million to watch the game uh and then christmas the christmas uh, uh viewership was extremely high for football versus basketball so basketball is just it's just not that interesting, especially when there's parity and the Gators are hit or miss. 
you don't know what you're going to get. And so that just doesn't make it interesting to watch a hit or miss type of team. And, and, and so I don't know how many calls you're going to get about, about basketball, but it, it's just, you know, in a macro sense, it's just that not interesting of a sport at this time unless you get to March. All right. And it's March. Thank you for your call, Kevin. Appreciate it. Bill will be our final call today. Hi, Bill. Hey, Bill. Uh, hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, get on. Uh, I just wanted a quick comment about the uh, basketball team. We need to uh, stop starting so low because uh, so slow because I think it was 8% our shooting percentage in the first half. But I admire Todd Golden for trying to turn that around by a more intense, uh, defensive intensity and those kind of things. I don't know what we can do to start off uh, fast because uh, that would help us instead of trying to catch up so quick, uh, so, you know, so much. I'm sure he realizes that, too. Oh, and I agree with you about the 2.5 seconds. Uh, that would be hard to get a shot off. The only thing was the announcers were talking about passing it into Castleton, but I have a feeling that would have been intercepted or uh, pushed off. So, um, But uh, thank you and uh, appreciate it. Okay, thank you, Bill. Real quick, uh, some emails here. Uh, James says, do you think the Jags cover the spread? What's the spread? Elliot, you know what the spread is tomorrow for the Jags? I believe, can you hear me? Yeah. I believe uh, the Chiefs are pretty much going to take the cake. I mean, but do you know what the point spread is? By any uh, chance? Let me see. Okay, look that up. I'll give one more email here. Uh, let's see. Lucas says, question about Max Brown. How much do you think him playing baseball will affect him on the football field since he won't be taking part in spring ball? Who knows? I mean, maybe, I don't know this, there's been athletes before that have done both. I haven't talked to him. I don't know if he's going to do that. But if he doesn't participate in spring, he's going to get less reps. I mean, that will have some effect, I would certainly think. Uh, so we'll see. Sorry, uh, what did you want me to look up? Uh, Jags and the point spread with the Chiefs. The points against? No, the point spread. What What are the Chiefs favored by? Uh, let me see. Okay. Um but anyway, I think the Chiefs win. Hope I'm wrong. Um, and I think the way the Jags win, Lawrence, as great as he was coming back, has been a little shaky. I think the Chiefs can be run on. I think a lot of ETN running the ball will help them. We will see. Uh, don't worry about it, Elliot, because we're out of time. That's our show. We thank you for listening. Lots to talk about when we get back here on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are in the South. It's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Man, this roster management thing is nuts. We're going to talk about that here in just a couple of minutes. It's Dan Matthews in for Chuck on a Friday. I think Chuck mentioned that yesterday, that I'd be in for him until next Friday. Chuck, 
Location undisclosed, but let's just say it's warm. It's nice. It's going to be a good time. And it's funny, you know, in my mind, I, I was thinking about it this morning as I was preparing for the show. I said, what does Chuck in a tropical location look like? Like, I mean, I'm imagining, you know, maybe even the uh, Panama Jack uh, straw hat comes out, something kind of like that. Uh, maybe even a little bit of a Tommy Bahama shirt because... Here's the deal, too, when it comes to leisure shirts like that. If you're in Hawaii, then it's a Hawaiian shirt. If you're, say, in Key West or somewhere, which I'm not saying that's where Chuck is, but if you're somewhere like that, it's more of a Tommy Bahama look. It's more of the tropical look, which I know some of you might say, well, is Hawaii not that? Well, you know, I mean, to a certain point, no. Hawaii is just Hawaii. It's its own thing. It's kind of like, you know, Texas in the south, you know, everything. Because here's the thing that I've I've differentiated from the longest time. I don't think that the state of Texas is part of the South. I think that the state of Texas is its own thing. At the very least, they are part of the Southwest. I think the South really gets started in Louisiana in earnest and then goes east from Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, at least northern Florida, um, before you get south of Tampa. Once you get south of Tampa, Florida is pretty much its own thing there. But, you know, I, I still consider them part of it. The Carolinas, obviously, Tennessee, Parts of Kentucky, I guess, because I think it kind of goes in the opposite direction, like where you get towards like Lexington in that area. I kind of start to believe that starts to become the Midwest there a little bit. So anyway, regardless, a little bit of geography there to uh, get things started. But uh, just so you know, Chuck is going to be out until next 